Sometimes I need to go in a corner and just shut my mouth. Quit talking. Just, Trish, shut up. Now, maybe this is not for you, but it is for me. Because the more I speak these things into the atmosphere, the negativity and cause the chaos around me, I have no peace. Peace can't come when my mouth is open and when I'm, I trace, just shut up. Hi, my friends, this is Trace, and you are locked in to Unicorn Unleashed. I believe in this world of rapid advancement, we have to continuously discover our role in shaping the future and not get left behind, leaving the future to be shaped without us. I've been at the edge of innovation for more than two decades, leading technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, virtual and augmented reality, and blockchain, and 3D gaming, and all this really cool stuff. So, you know, when the pandemic came along, I completely understood that everyone who's adopting these technologies have really moved and advanced us 10 years ahead of where we were. Now we're in a season where self-disruption is even more critical. And as everything around us continues to change from the world that we were so familiar with to this new world of ambiguity, we must move beyond our own limited human potential to the limitless capacity that is so much higher within us. This podcast is dedicated to those who need real-time coaching for real-time disruption in the midst of your real-time transformation. This is Unicorn Unleashed. Hello, friends. This is Treese, and this is my very first episode, my very first podcast, Unicorn Unleashed. If you don't have the book, grab it, Becoming a Digital Unicorn. We are getting ready to go through a journey. So this book club idea that uh, that I had, I said, you know, we're going to do something different. We're going to do a book club. We're going to do coaching. It is needed right now. It's crazy of the timing of this because where I was going to open up today's episode, we're going to do a part one, part two, because it's just so juicy. Unapologetic, unapologetic resilience. Yeah, I said it to be unapologetically resilient. I cannot tell you all this week, the week of where, you know, I've said in the tech world, and we knew that we had a lot of upside in the tech space. You know, think about during the pandemic, uh, it was just a really great time uh, for tech companies. Now, uh, in, in, you know, in any season that we go through something tragic, there has to be a problem that's being solved. And so tech came along to solve the problem of us, you know, from social distancing to all of the, the you know, the new things we were doing online. We accelerated online purchases. We accelerated. Many of us, you know, stopped going to the grocery store. We quit going out to restaurants, and then it became a habit that even after things lifted and we were able to go, we had a habit of showing up (laughs) and getting our food in the car in a drive-by, pick up your food. We had a habit of, you know, we built big theater rooms, (laughs) whatever the case, because we couldn't go to the movies, and so now we're used to having all of these streaming 
services. And so we built these new habits. We built these new behaviors. And what was wonderful is the tech industry was able to be absorbent and to accelerate uh, because the services that they offered were able to cater to all of these things. And now we're in a season. Again, when I wrote this book, had no idea that this would be a year that a reset, right? Of 2022 going into 2023 would be a year of reset. And the biggest question that I've been asked that I've been coaching on all through 2022 was because everyone was going through so much change and transformation. You have people coming out that, you know, were in a situation where, hey, they love what they did. They thought they love what they did, thought they loved their job. And then it's a situation where, am I really living my purpose? Because you had a chance to be home, live work-life balance. And so a lot of that shifted. And then we had a situation of another bigger reset where corporations had to reset um, everything that they were doing, where things slowed down, purchases slowed down, buying habits began to continuously change, supply chains disrupted. And so now we're in a season of either quiet layoffs, whatever you want to call it, it's companies resetting their businesses so that they can thrive and move forward. And then what that does is forces uh, many people uh, now are in a state where, you know, they're really having to reevaluate what in the world they want to do next, whether they were forced out and forced to have to look for something else or in a situation where it's really from the heart. And this is why I'm here in this book. I just, you know, I, I sit and say to myself, what in the world, the biggest question I get asked is when it's a situation of a layoff, Trees, how in the last couple of decades that you've been in, you know, doing the work that you've been doing, how in the world have you not lost your mind? Because it's stressful. It's hard when you're told that you've been doing all this great work and now you got papers. It's your last day. How can you be happy about that? How can you be excited? How in the world do all of this? I have to feed my children. I have to take care of my family. I don't know what the, what's going to happen next. So all I can think about in all of this, what am I going to do? So then all the training that you had, you know, received in your lifetime to respond to circumstances goes out the door. Because this is real stuff. Resilience. This is what I've been writing about. And this is what I've been talking about. So then when things happen and when I say when the winds blow, when the tornado comes, you have a bunker. And that that, that doesn't get created overnight. And I'm just going to keep this real and then we're going to get started. You're going to get to know me along the journey. Because part of this journey being in in this tech space for me, of consulting, of startup, living out of my car, you know, for a few months when, or at a a hotel that I paid every single week because I believed in the dream so much that I was crazy. Only I could see it, no one else could see it, but I had this faith that's just off the charts because I never allowed uh, what people hire me and pay a check every two weeks because my destiny has always been much greater, which many of you, that is the case. 
So you have to learn how to build a set of financial assets. Those assets, if you think of a pie chart, your job is going to fit in one part of the pie chart. You investing and your investments are going to fit in another part of the pie chart. You should be investing. Another part of the pie chart is that you're out pouring your skill sets, your gifts, that you've inherited so many gifts. You cultivated yourself to greatness. So then you've deployed those gifts. You're employed on one side, but then you've deployed your gifts to other companies, other startups. You're writing RPs. You're write, helping people with their marketing ideas. And you're doing all of those things a bit pro bono because it's part of your financial portfolio. You're, don't, you're giving to nonprofits. You're pouring into the world to make the world greater. So that way your, your pie is holistic. Resilience. You're building a resilient being. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You don't have companies work for these companies. Companies don't just do one thing. They have a portfolio of diversification, which is what sets them up competitively uh, differentiated or give them competitive advantage in a market. That's one of the key things is to have a differentiated body of business. So what makes you or me think that we could just show up and do one thing in our life and do that one thing and that's all we do. We don't have our own portfolio diversification. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You want to know and understand how it is that you're able to be resilient. Let's talk about what that word means. Let's talk about what that term means. I love definitions. Every show, we're going to break things down because I believe that you really got to go deeper. And in order to transform, you've got to have context. You've got to understand context. Resilience. The capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness of a crisis, the ability, oh, and I love this one, the ability of a substance or object to spring back, y'all want to play, spring back, having elasticity, Woo! I will tell you what, listen, I, you know, and we're going to read parts of the book along the journey, we're going to go through this together, I'm going to start uh, on page 42, because there was something I wrote, I'm sorry, on page 35. I'm going to start on page 35. And something I wrote about resilience that I had no idea after getting so many phone calls and so many people coaching through all of this uh, to get through the layoff, to get through a position uh, termination, um, to get through all of the changes and transformation that are happening as a result of the pandemic. So I am going to read a letter, one of the letters I got from Kaylee. I don't, I don't give people's last names. I allow people to write all the time to me, keep their confidentiality. But one of the big things is I love sharing coaching moments. And Kylie in Seattle, Kaylee, I'm sorry, probably said your name wrong. And I'm so sorry if I said that incorrectly. But um, she said, Things in my career were going well before the pandemic. I had a great job, a place that I thought I would become a leader, and that all ended when I was laid off this year. A month later, a friend gave me a copy of your book. 
And we thank you, friend, because I'm a friend and you're a friend. So grateful for that. She gave me a copy of your book, Becoming a Digital Unicorn. And it helped me change my anger and my pity to what you call resilience. But what really changed everything were two things that you said. Two things that you said. And what happened was actually Kaylee and I, I went ahead and took a coaching call with Kaylee. And so there were a couple of pieces of advice that she remembers that I gave. And so I'm going to share a couple of them with you right now. She said, first, you said there is a difference between being employed and deployed. You said that being employed means that I can always get fired or laid off from a position, but no one can ever fire me from my gifts, especially when I've deployed them to serve and empower others. Wow. Yeah, I said that. I said that because that's part of what sustained my resilience. You see, especially as consultants, because we could get benched anytime. So we live a life of planning to get let go. We have an exit strategy the moment that we start a consulting gig because we, we really don't know. The first budgets to get cut many times are consultants and contractors. So you learn how to build up resilience. Second thing she said, she said, well, the second thing you said to me was that the best time for me to succeed is during a crisis. I did say that. And because when times are tough, we are forced to push beyond our own human limitations and traditional habits to unlock our deeper and creative spirit that lies within each of us. I'm like, yeah, I said that too. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, yeah, I got to go back and I got to hear it for myself again. I had to hear that again. Listen, we're going to keep this real today. Because I have to tell how it is that I myself have my own set of resilience in order to combat so we can transcend times. You want to know what it means to, yeah, I will tell you what. Because I, I really think it's important for us to get these definitions straight for us to understand what this is really about. There is a power in being transcendent. There is power in being able, transcend means to rise above, to go beyond the limits, to triumph over negative and restrictive things to rise above or to extend notably beyond ordinary or normal limits. Hmm. I want you to think about that real quick. To rise above, to go beyond your own natural ability. Because, see, your mind is going to tell you things. There are things that that are going to enter to tell you, I'm not going to make it. I can't make it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know financially how I'm going to. Let me tell you something here. And my friends, I need y'all to hear me and understand clearly. Your job is not your life. 
It is part of a, a financial asset. And if you build a resilient financial asset, you transcend. So then the piece of the pie that was coming in, it now shrinks and another piece of the pie becomes bigger. I'm going to read what I wrote in this book and I found some research. I'm a big researcher. That's one thing also that you got to, and, and I'm going to tell you, dealing with the times, especially me being in tech, um, you know, I, I've always been one of those ones that wasn't afraid of anything. Uh, I remember when the internet of things, when AI and cognitive and machine learning, all of these really cool technologies that are advancing our lives and blockchain and, and HoloLens and mixed reality. And now the work that I'm doing in the metaverse, I will tell you, there's no technology that can exist quantum now that we have to be able to understand what all of this means because it is important that when you're building resilience that you are learning and getting knowledge from every place, whether you activate it or need it or not. And so listen, page 35. I'm going to give you a minute to get there. And if you're on my audiobook or on my Kindle, it's chapter four, you've been framed. And it's the very opening of that. And it says, in order to transcend difficult times, we must have a framework for resilience and recovery. Our personal transformation framework enables us to rise above the times and any circumstances we find ourselves in. When technological advances will interrupt and disrupt our personal and professional lives. I'm going to say that again, because what just recently happened? We had a disruption in our lives. And a disruption is something that we can't control. So how do you transcend or rise above the things you can't control? And it's this situation, it's our macroeconomic factors. It's digital advances that are moving faster than what we can keep up with. It's companies who are having to reset as a result of decisions that were made during the pandemic, and many of those have to be reversed or reset as a result of implications that happen with decisions that they made that have impacted all many of our lives. So what do you do? How do you build a framework for resilience and a framework? Well, you know, I say for anybody who understands the power of tapping into something much deeper, something much greater, I'm going to give you a couple of things to think about. Remember earlier when I was talking about corporations, let me ask you a question. If a company has to build resilience, what makes us think we can't walk, we walk around here and we're just doing one thing, we pour all of our eggs in one basket? What makes us, so I'm going to give you an example of supply chain that have been disrupted and supply chains have to become resilient. Resilience means that they have to diversify their supplier base. They have to diversify their technology. They have to go into other portfolios of capability. They have to future-proof themselves. Y'all understand? Y'all hear the words? Now, what's ironic 
the irony in all of this is many of you show up, whether you have your own business or whether you're working for a company, you show up to accelerate these goals for companies that you don't do for yourself. So here you are sitting at the desk doing what you do, helping the company become more diversified, helping the company to um, co have competitive differentiation, helping the company to pull together a portfolio that's unique for them so they can go off and personalize experiences for customers or whatever that looks like, but you're doing the same thing every day. Now, what kind of sense does that make that every day you show up to empower a company that's doing what you're doing for them, you're not doing for yourself? I will tell you what. So if a company has to future-proof themselves and become shock-proof, why are you not becoming shock-proof? If a company has to build resilience in their business, build resilience in their supply chain, build resilience in their health ecosystem, build resilience within their, uh, their entire end-to-end -end, uh, portfolio of products so that when it hits the market and things don't work out, they can, be, they can sustain, transcend beyond the times. Why are you sitting there every day doing this work for them that you're not doing for yourself? And I love all of y'all. I don't mean to fuss. Well, you know what? I take that back. Yes, I do. Because sometimes we don't hear. Unless someone comes and helps you to, to, to emphasize the things that are critical and important. And so, you know, I read this. This is an article, Shockproof with Resiliency. This was written by Ari Lightman from Carnegie Mellon. And uh, what I love about her approach to this, uh, again, and, and to be honest, when she was talking about companies, okay, but I'm going to read something to you. And I want you to think about you. Because like I said, if we're going off doing this work for corporations, why in the world are we not building up resilience for ourselves so that we can sustain the times? She opens up and says, at any moment, any company can take a hit that might impede its ability to produce and sell its goods or services. In other words, it may be disrupted. When this happens, the company's resiliency is put to test. What does it mean to be resilient? Can we measure our resilience capacity? Oh, that's so good. We need to be measuring our own resilience capacity. What I loved about this is the very next thing she talks about. She goes through a series of steps and we're not going to go through all of them because there's some other things that I want us to kind of talk through. But she says, moving from blame to reframe. She says, we need to forget trying to assess blame, but rather reframe our thinking and deconstruct the mental model and assess the current situation. Now that's a whole word. Mental. Listen, this is hard. The very first thing that people will walk up and say, oh, I'm so sorry if there's anything I can do to help. I apologize if there's something I can do to help you get through this tough time. I'll open up my network. Oh, I have a lot of empathy. 
I, you know, nothing happened to me, but, you know, I saw something happen to you, and I'm just so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you, you just won't hear that coming from me because many times it it's not that people don't care. Please don't get me wrong. When people come up and tell you that, oh, you lost your job. I'm so sorry. I literally don't want to hear that again. Literally. So when people call me and say they've lost their job, <laughs> if they're waiting on me to say that, it's not, that's not the response I give. What I say is what problem are you getting ready to go solve next? Your work is about solving problems. And so if you're solving problems in an industry, the tech industry is, is, is getting ready to go through a, a downturn. So then what other industries are out there that you can go and solve problems for? The government industry is doing very well. So maybe you're going to have to do something in government. Maybe you're going to have to go start something on your own and have many contracts where you're doing multiple businesses and consulting. Maybe you're going to have to do something in retail that you don't want to do for a little while. Or maybe you're going to have to go and have your own car business driving Uber or Lyft and doing delivery. Maybe because you make such good cookies, you're going to go and create you a cookie company. Because we love cookies, by the way. You're not going to get that from me. You're not going to get the empathetic, I'm sorry. I've been let go so many times of so many contracts that then you have to build a system. of, And that's what we're getting ready to go through. I'm going to tell you my system. It's a system of faith, but we're going to go through it. Mental. You got to get your mind right. You got to get your mind right. Thriving in chaos. Very first thing, this contributor from Forbes, Jeff Boss. Thriving in chaos. Very first thing, your thoughts. Reframe your thoughts. Every re thoughts, thinking, mind. And so you go from, oh, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. Now, don't get it twisted. You need that moment to go sit and cry and eat ice cream and do the things that you do to just, you need a moment. You've got to have that. But you're here to solve problems. You're too brilliant. You're too brilliant. Do you understand? So you tap into the next set of brilliancy. It's our thinking. And so what I love about why it is that as human beings, we're so complex, we can, we can achieve so much. And there are, you know what, I was going to go through four steps, but you know what, before we go through those four steps, because we are going to do this thing, we're going to do a part two. Part two, we'll go through the four steps. 
But let me tell you how I get through. With the belt of truth. So if you want to know my set of principles, we're going to start there. There is a great teacher who has a book that many of us get, you know, it's our, it's, it's where we depend on. And it talks about truth. We're going to go through each of these. I think it's very important that, that you understand the times because you've got to tap into something much deeper in order to transcend. You can't transcend in your own human capacity. Doesn't work. So, truth. The very first thing I had to do is to look in the mirror and say, what are the things that I've been doing great that allowed me to do great? And in what things I have to be honest with myself. So people that say, oh, I did everything great and lay off. I, that's fine. If you're perfect, that's great. I'm not. I have issues that I have to deal with like every, I was going to say every three months, every quarter. Maybe I got issues I have to deal with every day. You got to tell the truth. You have to be a truth seeker and a truth teller. Because once you are self-aware and you understand how you show up in the present moment, you can run a room. And see, right now you need differentiation. And differentiation is going to come when you're able to show up in a room so self-aware that you're able to tap in and connect to people in a way that other people can't connect the truth. The second thing is right. Being right-minded, having your right mind, the breastplate of rightness. See, it is so critical that we stay on the side of what things are right. Being honest, being morally good. You know, when I think about the breastplate, I think about it's it's right here protecting the heart from the lungs all the way down. The the heart. You got to protect your heart. Oh, my friends, I will tell you something. You can't let anything get into your mind. Your mind is part of the heart. It's all connected. It's one. So becoming more moral, that even in your anger, it could be angry. You could be angry at everybody. Like, oh, my gosh, why did I get let go? Why? No, it's not what we're going to do today. We're going to be morally right, right in our heart, where the breastplate, we're going to protect that because that's part of our differentiation. It's part of your brand. You see? Peace. Ooh, y'all don't know. Y'all, oof, I can talk about this all day. Peace. Shoes. Why would they say shoes of peace? Because every place your foot treads, every place you walk, you have to be a peacemaker. If it's chaos all around you, chaos everywhere around you, you are the person that's going to come in and bring peace into the atmosphere, freedom of disturbance, tranquility, 
remaining silent. Some of y'all talk too much. Some of y'all just need to shut up. And I'm not being, again, again. I need to shut up. Sometimes I need to go in a corner and just shut my mouth. Quit talking. Just, Trish, shut up. Now, maybe this is not for you, but it is for me. Because the more I speak these things into the atmosphere, the negativity and cause the chaos around me, I have no peace. Peace can't come when my mouth is open and when I'm, I trace, just shut up. We're going to talk about that because I could do a whole show called Shut Up. I could. I might do that. Peace. Be still. Keep stillness around you. You'll be so surprised at the wonderful, the innovation, the ability to be able to look at yourself and see yourself in new light. A new industry is going to come up. I will tell you, I had a problem to solve with the architecture and this architectural blueprint. I'm like, okay, how do we begin to think about these things differently? How do we create these abstract layers? All my minds start going. How do we begin to talk about, you know, all the things that we're doing, all the competitive differentiation. And again, these are things I help startups do. And so when it comes that my contract or something's done, it's like, okay, we just got to keep going. Yes, we got to keep going. I, my, ooh, I need y'all to come with me. Keep going. Don't stop. Your gifts are needed. What next problem are you going to solve? So now you got this peace and now it's faith. Faith, complete trust and confidence in what you can't see. You want to know how to get through something? You better go sit down and get you a big bowl of faith with a spoon. With a spoon or fork. Faith. Yes. Shield of faith and why the shield? Boy, I tell you. Because a shield, move to the left, move to the right, move up, move down, move back. Hey, 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 I got faith. My faith is unmovable. It's not changeable. It's not negotiated. Nothing can, it is there. So I have faith that this next role is going to come. I have faith that, you know, everything that I've asked for, that it's going to come even better and greater. I have, and it's beyond hope. It's bigger than hope. I don't just hope, I have to activate faith. Dr. Glenn talks about activating faith. And it's not just a desire. Hope is a desire for something to happen. Faith is just saying, hey, my circumstances are going to change. Maybe I am in a situation where I have to do something different, but I'm going to go solve new problems. Finally, the helmet, it's on the head. They call it salvation. I'm going to tell you something. All it is, it's preservation from the power and the effects of chaos, of problems. Put whatever you want to put in there. 
It is the realization of the supremacy of an infinite mind. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's just, and this is, this is actually, if you Google it, salvation. The realization of the supremacy of an infinite, of an infinite mind overall bringing with it destruction of illusion. So this is all about destroying illusion. It's persevering from destruction or failure, perseverance. So it's on my head. It's in my mind, my brain, everything that moves. It is protected because I am protected by the fact that I have an infinite mind and it destroys the things that comes against it. Oh, my, oh, you know what? We're out of time, but let me tell you something. We're going to part two this because I could stay right here. And then finally, in all of this through prayer, some people pray, some people meditate, some people do mindfulness. Think deeply. All of it's about thinking deep, deeply. You go into deep thought. You get into your present moment. You're calm. All right, now listen. Those are the seven things that you start your journey of resilience with. Truth. Being right-minded. Being peaceful. Having big faith. Persevering in your mind. Oh, and you know what? I did. I left one out. The big one. If we think of a sword, how sharp a sword is, why would it be sword and spirit together? Two-edged sword. Nut. It could cut anything. You have a spirit of innovation in you. You have a spirit of creativity. You have a spirit of empathy, a spirit of greatness, a spirit of being a, a phenomenal leader, that leadership spirit. And you've got to, with everything, whoo, you better be out there chopping stuff up, just throwing gifts everywhere. Throwing gifts all over the place. Just think of the Darth Vader sword. I wish I had one. I may get one. Because that thing lights up. It moves. It makes sound. Your spirit should be everywhere. Good energy that you're putting into the atmosphere. You're showing up in people's lives. You're doing great things for them. You're pouring your good spirit in them. You want to know how to be resilient? We will be back. We will be back. In fact, I'm, I'm probably going to start here because I, I don't know. I, I think I... This is the foundation. Actually, there are four things from my book. But truth be told, this is where I start. I start with these principles. Truth, right mind, peace in my life, bringing peace into other people's life. Faith, 
lot of people like to raise hell and I don't know why that is, but it's time to stop. We've got to start putting goodness into this world. We're going to do it together. I switched out. You saw me switch out salvation because uh, again, this is not a religious thing. It's all about persevering over those things that could be failure. Persevering over difficulty, over hard times. And then spirit, your, your good spirit. This is just good stuff. And finally, wrapped around that is meditation, prayer, mindfulness, all those great things. So I am really happy that uh, that all of you are with me. We're going to continue to go through the book. We're going to go through this journey together. It's a transformational journey. That's what this is all about. It's about disrupting yourself, reimagining yourself, reinventing yourself in a new economy. It's about building a resilient mind, resilient body, a resilient soul. And guess what? I am your friend. I care about each of you. I want to see you win. We're going to win together. Let's go. Until the next episode. Thank you, my friends. Bye-bye.